welcome to Glad Tidings, the Athletics Everton FC podcast. I'm Greg O'Keefe, and as ever, I'm joined by Patrick Boyland, and we're going to look at the developments this week at Goodison Park and chat about some of our pieces and some of, more importantly this week, your opinions in what was the big Everton survey. Um, we asked what you think on some key matters affecting the Blues, and um, you gave us your, your answers, and uh, it's taken it's made for rather some very uh, interesting reading and some big pie charts that I, I had absolutely nothing to do with compiling. I will <laughs> tell you that I have uh, my, my tech skills when it comes to anything beyond typing uh, <laughs> or limited at best. Pad, how are you doing, mate? I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm just about hanging on in there. I really enjoyed for anybody that does subscribe to the site. I really did enjoy the mailbag I did earlier this week on the, yeah. on the app where um, we, we obviously answer loads of questions from readers. And often the, there's an evidence slant to them, as, as you would expect there to be. Enjoy writing and answering those. But I was asked right at the end of it to give Netflix recommendations, um, which was good fun, really good fun. And I got loads of new suggestions myself, which is given that's basically how I spend all of my time when I'm not working for the athletic um it was it was good it was good it was like a crowdsourced weekend for me in terms of what what i'm likely to do this weekend so no it's been I like a, it. i'm all right i'm okay I'm, I'm not too bad and i join you i'm not like like you i would never have been able to compile the the lovely graphics that we see on on your survey piece um i did a quiz on the on the site a, a few weeks ago and even like basic stuff like how do i use paint to edit this um this picture thankfully we've got it that can help us well, it wasn't just Netflix that um, that that your weekend revolved around, Pat. Because I I know listeners will will want to know um, whether or not the Clippers arrived. I can reveal the Clippers did arrive. <laughs> I've seen evidence of them, and they, not only did they arrive, they oh, were uh, they were put to good use. And I'm now speaking to uh, a Sean colleague on. I mean, what's the uh, you what are was the, the result? That, that's- that's exactly the word I would use to describe it. I've been cheered like a sheep. Um, and probably for the first time that I've had a buzz cut since I was maybe 16. Um, so it's taken some getting used to. Um, took the pragmatic Sam Allardyce approach to haircuts uh, and decided um, decided that I wasn't ever likely to get a scissor cut in the in the near future. So uh, mm. yeah, get, get the clippers out, shave it all off look like a different person um and it, it's weird it's taken me a bit of while bit of a while to get used to it, used to it to be honest but um i've got a um I'm, I'm doing like a as everybody i'm sure is i'm doing like several zoom and, and skype calls over the weekend i've got got them scheduled in with plenty of people <laughs> that won't have seen it before so and, um, i'm preparing myself mentally for all manner of barbs about how how weird it looks and and everything else it's going to be yeah. it's going to be it's going to be interesting from that point of view i look like a different person yeah you might as well go the the, the whole hog and just um in i don't know if anyone's read danny taylor's piece on the site today an interview with gaza absolutely brilliant read but i think you should just bleach it blonde like a la gaza euro 96 and just um just complete the uh, complete the look harry sponsors glad tidings a podcast brought to you by the athletic Harry's was founded by Jeff and Andy, two ordinary guys who were sick and tired of overpriced razors. Jeff and Andy knew there was only one way to ensure quality, so they bought their own factory, and now, by taking less profit, Harry's offers great quality products for a fair price. Uh, Their amazing quality blades are now almost half the price of the leading five blade brands. 
And Harry's trial set includes everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. There's weighted ergonomic handle, a five precision engineered blades, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. As a listener of Glad Tidings, you can start shaving with Harry's today by claiming your trial set for $3.95. Just go to harrys.com forward slash Glad Tidings right now. That's harrys, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com forward slash Glad Tidings. G-W-L-A-D Tidings. That's harrys.com forward slash Glad Tidings. Haircut talk aside, uh, let's let's focus back on the survey because it was um, it was really you know you, you guys often almost always hear what we think about things but it was nice to throw that back uh, for a piece on the site you know we asked for your kind of feedback on some key points affecting the club and you gave us it so uh, the results came in and uh, last week and we were able to, uh, to to discuss I think the first thing to say I don't know about you Pat but I, it was a really positive mood overall uh, I think um, despite the fact that it was obviously in difficult times and uncertain times, I think it reflected the fan base. And, and before the season was was curtailed, Everton weren't particularly doing great, you know, down into 12th. But for me, it, it was still a fan base that feels positively about their club. Yeah, I, th- I think that's entirely right. And certainly chimes with my own feeling about Everton at this moment in time. I think that's probably based on the kind of the, the vast change that we saw back in the winter where Marco Silva was pushed out and, and obviously Carlo Ancelotti came in. Uh, I think that there's almost unanimity among the Everton fan base. Hopefully I'm not putting words in people's mouths, but hope, I think there is kind of almost unanimity that Ancelotti is the right man to, to lead Everton forward. Um, and I think with that in mind, people are feeling more optimistic about the direction of travel. You've got a highly rated director of football in Marcel Brands, who so far the, the work's not been perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But I think that, that there are positive sentiments towards him that are backed up in this survey. There's positivity towards, um, huge positivity towards Carlo Ancelotti too. And um, we've also got an owner that on the whole, I think Everton fans feel is is doing all he can to um to progress the club and, and move the club forward both financially and otherwise so um with all those key kind of components in place um it kind of falls on the issues just below that um so things like transfer recruitment strategy wherever to need to strengthen um and in particular what we do with particular players so one of the main takeaways from me apart from the fact that there was a lot of positivity was just what Everton fans thought of of individual players and where Everton needs to strengthen. Um, I think we all know that it's going to be a, a really important few transfer windows for Ancelotti when football does eventually resume. Um, Everton, Everton are not a squad equipped for a tilt at the top six, never mind the top four at this moment in time. And that has to be the ultimate aim. Let's, let's not forget that that's where Everton are aspiring to be. They're aspiring to be a European a, a side that competes regularly in European competition. And to do that, I think everybody has been left in no uncertain terms after that Chelsea defeat and the rest of the season as to, as to what needs to be done in, in the transfer market and beyond. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned the transfer market and, and we, we have spoken about how positive the survey was. However, it wasn't uh, it wasn't comprehensively um, just positive. There was some, some nuance and... Um, with brands, you know, as Paddy said, I think uh, forty, just over forty percent of people uh, rated his work so far as good. Um, Thirty nine, so so almost the other half really said it was very good. 
Um, and about 11% said it was average. So very few who, who sort of doubted his work. Um, almost 90% say we do need a director of football. But this is interesting. Um, 82% of people were dis- dissatisfied. So they were unhappy with the transfer strategy and results in recent years. Whilst they value brands and they believe in the role, perhaps understandably given the sort of overall impact of, of big money players such as Gilfie Sigurdsson. Um, it's perhaps a little harsh to mention Moise Keane, but you know, we'll talk about him later. Uh, they're still wondering whether Everton's money and Fahad Mishu's money is being spent as wisely as it should have been. Yeah, and I mean, that appears to be a, a contradiction, doesn't it? You, yeah. You've got kind of 80 plus percent of people saying Marcel Brands is doing a good or a very good job. We all know that recruitment is one strand of that. And yet we've got loads of people saying that Everton haven't recruited well and, and haven't had the right results over the last few years. Everton obviously haven't progressed in the way that they, they maybe should have done, given the money that's been spent under Farhad Mashiri. Um, but Brands is only a small part of that. And this is what I mean by it appears to be a contradiction, but it's not. Because when Everton fans talk about results and poor transfers, we're not just discussing Marcel Brands here. Everton have got players that were bought by Sam Allardyce still on the books. They've got players bought by Ronald Koeman, uh, Roberto Martinez, in some cases even David Moyes. Um, <laughs> and I, th- I think you, you look at that body of work over an extended period of time, and I think it is fair to say that the recruitment's not been um, as it should have been um, always. The best transfers that Everton have made, actually, if you, if you go back last decade or more, are people like, like when we've discussed Leighton Baines, when we've discussed Phil Jagielka, Seamus Coleman, the bargain, huge Jolie bargain Lescott. signing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jo- Jolie and Lescott. The marquee deals under Mashiri, people like Gilfie Sigurdsson and, and, and players of that ilk, haven't always t- tended to work out as well as we would have hoped. So um, maybe maybe it's not as much of a contradiction that result as, as you would have thought. Um, what I would say is that Brands is held in high regard because of his work with recruitment, but we also know he does a lot in the academy. Um, he's, he's kind of there was a time when players in the under twenty threes were signing kind of healthy um, and quite lucrative new deals, despite not being in the first team picture, and that's created mm. kind of a lack of balance within the wage structure at times. I know Marcel Brands is, is tr- trying to get that in order. That's one of his priorities. But having spoken to Keith Southern for a piece, Everton's under-18 coach, um, one of Everton's under-18 coaches um, on the site last week, um, Southern was talking about how kind of Marcel's at all the games and he'd be surprised if he didn't know any of the players' names in the in the academy setup, and that's going right down to under-12s, under-11s, stuff like that. So it's quite a broad remit. He, in, in many ways, he, he does an awful lot. He liaises with players, he sorts out transfers, he deals with the academy side. Of course, I think everybody needs to prove now that they can raise the game and that they can continue to push Everton on. I think Brand's next big task almost is is kind of, as people have outlined in the survey and as we've discussed before, making the three or four signings that will push Everton on um, to being kind of bona fide the European contenders. And they, they have been, at times, they have been in the European picture this season, particularly at the start of Ancelotti's tenure. But I think that those hopes were fading by the by the time we got to um, to suspension of the season and, and lockdown. Most yeah. would agree that there need to be three or four signings, a resolution at right-back, whatever they may, that may be, a left-sided centre-back, 
a central midfielder and preferably another right midfielder that's quick, pacey, can take players on and more importantly score score goals to add to the ones that Richarlison and, and uh, Calvert-Lewin are contributing. That's a big that's a big task for, for Marcel Brands. Those, those signings, while while it's not an extensive amount of, of of kind of work on new recruits, you've got to get the three or four right. So that's where I think his value will be shown and proven in the years that come. But yeah, like you say, overall pretty positive. Overall, people think that the right pieces are in place for the jigsaw now. It's just about fitting it all together and making sure that you've um, you've got everything as, as it should be. Absolutely. Uh, on some individual players, before we move on, um, sort of a bit of an affirmation for, for, for Tom Davies. I, I know um, a couple of people sort of took took us to task you know you know in, in a reasonable manner for, for even asking a question about Tom Davies in, in the survey you know why select individual players um, and my my argument would be that um he is a player who's often a subject of discussion he's a young player who burst onto the scene he's from the city uh, he's worn the captain's armband and uh, he's one whose position in the central midfield is very much uh, at talking point so I feel he was valid to ask specifically about him. Uh, but you know, we said, what should Everton do with him? And, and the options were keep him, sell him, loan him out. Um, and and the majority just was loan him out. But other than that, it was keep him. So only a very small minority wanted to sell Tom Davies. So I think sometimes when you see the noise on Twitter, uh, you could almost think that Evertonians don't rate him, don't want him in this in in the team. Well, that's not that's not what our survey reflected. Um, there were more nuanced results. On, for example, Jordan Pickford, pardon, oh, someone who you've written a lot about. Is he the man to be Everton's number number one between the sticks for, for many seasons to come? A yes, no, unsure. Um, the majority were unsure. Uh, after that, it was yes. And 20% just outright said no. So I think that kind of definitely emphasises the question mark-ish around Pickford. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, I, th- I think so. The fact that not sure triumphs here over yes or no yeah. says something. And when you add not sure with with no, uh, you've you've got over kind of sixty percent of of respondents. So yeah, it does it does show that there's there's a debate, there's a substantial debate over Jordan Pickford and his his suitability for the Everton number one jersey as as such goalkeeping jersey moving forward. Um, it's always difficult with with. Jordan, isn't it? Because you, you try to get suitable nuance in the way that you, you, you write about him. I think he started the season really well, actually, if you go back to um, Crystal Palace, uh, where he makes a couple of saves when Everton are down to 10 men. Um, one in particular from Jordan Ayew when he was through on goal. And you saw the maturity in his performance there. And we had comments from Marco Silva after a save um, from Troy Deeney in, in the 1-0 win over Watford, where he effectively said... Um, Jordan's matured here. He's he's starting to show that he could be a really top goalkeeper, and um, for whatever reason, he hasn't maintained those stellar levels this season. Um, and he's probably not. I, I think it's fair to say he's probably not progressed his his cause this year. He's he's been up and down, and lots of fans have, are having that kind of debate now as to whether he's the right man. Maybe we are where we should be, i.e. that. As with most players, there's a debate over whether they they can take Everton forward. They they can help Everton grow. That doesn't mean that he should be discarded by any stretch of the imagination. Because I think there's actually an awful lot of potential there. I, I don't I don't buy. Some people do, but I don't buy the stuff over. 
he needs to be a goalkeeper needs to be six foot five. I, I just don't buy that at all because I think sometimes that might help you claim a cross, but it might mean that you're not as agile as somebody like Jordan Pickford. And we've we've seen stuff like oh he's he's too small and he can't reach things that are in the top corner. Well, look back at the save he made for England against Colombia shortly before Yerry Mina scored actually where there's, there's a shot from range right in the top corner and it's one of the best saves I've seen from a goalkeeper, not just Jordan Pickford. And that shows the level of agility. It shows he's able to do those kinds of things. I think where we are with him, we've got a talented goalkeeper that maybe hasn't refined all parts of his game and maybe is still learning, as as Everton's former goalkeeping coach said to me a few a few months ago, Hugo Oliveira, that is. Um, he said that he's it's kind of... With Jordan, it's it's when he needs to speed up his distribution, it's when he needs to slow down, it's game management, it's choosing, it's decision-making, really, when to come for a cross, when not, and, and that kind of stuff. So it feels like he's undergoing, undergoing the same progression, I should say, as like a, a centre-back, where they maybe mature slightly later, um, and the decision-making improves over time after they've made those errors. He's still relatively young in goalkeeping terms, and he's not the finished article. But Hugo Oliveira, when I spoke to him, he'd worked with a Benfica, he'd worked with Edison and Jan Oblak um, and Julio Cesar as well, the former Brazil goalkeeper. Three of, of probably the world's best goalkeepers over the last 10, 20 years. And Hugo Oliveira rated him as being somebody that had the potential to reach that level. We don't know if he's going to reach that level yet, and that's why people are responding in the manner they did. Uh, but that's not to say he's not he's not talented and he's not an option moving moving forward. He's, he takes an awful lot of heat. He takes an awful lot of heat. And that focus, I think, is also on players like Tom Davis. It can be it can be quite difficult to, to shoulder the burden of that. Um, but maybe, who, who, who's to say, maybe the break came at a good time for somebody like Pickford who can almost kind of go away. We know Everton players are looking over video footage as part of their lockdown regimes. It's not just about fitness work. And they're looking at how they can improve and get better and learn from mistakes. Um, if he's doing that, as, as we, we're led to believe he is, then you might get a more mature goalkeeper at the end of this process. And if you get a more mature Jordan Pickford, there are an awful lot of raw materials to work with. That That's my opinion anyway. No, absolutely. And I, th- I think that that's represents the, the sort of the conflicted thoughts of, of most Blues, really. Um, there is definitely a top goalkeeper in there. We've seen it for his country and for, for Everton. Um, I suppose we just need to understand how long we can persevere with the, the growing pains, if you like. Um, because he sort of seems, last this season, sorry, so far, he seems to have cost Everton as many points as he's saved them. Um, let's hope that that balance shifts in terms of the... Do, the do you think he'd benefit... Do you think he'd benefit Greg from like a, a proper number two? I mean, somebody that like would really push him because I know that's been the argument in some quarters that he's had Stecklenburg there and he's had Jonas Lossall and Joe Virginia, but none of them are like none of them are not none of them are first team standard goalkeepers at Premier League level really over an extended period of time. Maybe Lossall and maybe Virginia has the potential to reach that level, but there's nobody really just behind Pickford in the manner that say. With Luca Dean, he's got Leighton Baines still. Seamus Coleman's got Jabril Sadibi. And the competition allows players to push push on and and thrive in some circumstances. We don't seem to have that with um with Jordan Pickford. And obviously Stecklenburg is out. Um he's out of contract this summer whenever whenever the season finally finishes. 
and um, as we reported earlier this week in the mailbag, highly unlikely to at, at, at this stage to, to sign on. So would Everton benefit? It, it's a difficult balance to strike because not everyone's going to want to come in and be a number two, um, kind of Carlo Nash style. Do you, do you think Everton would benefit actually from going out and buying somebody that will will keep Pickford on his toes a bit more? Is that is that another kind of crucial missing part of the um, the jigsaw? Absolutely. I think you, you've hit the nail on the head. I think he does need genuine competition, someone to keep him, not just uh, someone to, to come in and, and uh, put their feet up in. With respect to, to Martin, um Beg, he's not the type of player, from my perception, that, that has got a burning desire to be the, the first choice. He, he is somebody at the stage of his career is sort of more or less happy to uh, to be the the second second string keeper and that's fine i think he needs someone who wants to be really breathing down his neck um so interesting stuff encourage you to have a look at the results of that survey even if you didn't vote in it and uh, and uh, just just perhaps have a, have a think about what it says going forward for everton when the season does if it does uh, resume thanks to our good pals at beer52.com you've got the opportunity to sip eight delicious painstakingly sourced craft beers from around the world. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash tidings and pay the postage of £4.95. And as if that wasn't enough, as a listener of this show, you'll get two extra free beers. That's 10 free beers. Beer 52 or Beer Pioneers. They travel the globe to find the best and most interesting beer from the greatest craft breweries planet Earth has to offer. No surprise then, they are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, Beer 52 deliver a case with a different theme. Themes have included Germany, Korea, Belgium, South Africa, California, New Zealand and many more. As an independent UK company, Beer 52 are also passionate about the UK craft beer scene. The beauty of Beer 52 is that you can leave any time. The power's in your hands. Your case will also include the award-winning craft beer magazine, Ferment, and a beery snack is thrown in, just to top it all off. So just go to www.beer52.com forward slash tidings to get your case free. And don't forget, right now, listeners to Glad Tidings get two extra free beers. Quick one, we're recording this on Friday uh, mid-morning, and uh, if you will have seen... Hopefully that there's a piece on the site now about Moise Keane and about the, the sort of fallout on his lockdown breach party and what's happened since and um, what Everton are hoping moving forward. Um, so really, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. I think from what I can gather, his breach was more out of naivety uh, and a bit of ignorance than anything sort of deliberate or malicious uh, I think Everton have accepted that not that they've not that they underestimate the uh, the, the severity of what he's done uh, he's been punished um, he's been fined um, so I think about a week's wages I think uh, is what we understand and um, it's an interesting one part isn't it with Keane he's not had a, the perfect start to his Everton career and yet they really feel he's worth persevering with don't they yeah, I'm, I'm at the risk of repeating myself here and using the same word that I've already said about yeah. three or four words in the podcast. It's it's a nuanced situation with with Moise Keane because you you've I think you've hit the nail on the head there. You, you you've spoken maybe about naivety. He is still only uh, a young young player learning um, a new way of football, living a vastly different life to the one he was living twelve months ago, having having moved countries. 
And I think that process of transition is a difficult one and, and takes a while. It does not excuse some of the things that he's done, but it, I think it does explain them to an extent. And naivety, I think, then becomes the, the operative word. He, he's done things that you would expect teenagers to do. Um, and um, again, doesn't make them right, but th- that's where we are. The flip side of this, though, is that at some point he will need to mature. Hopefully he's starting to learn lessons and the sanctions that have been imposed on him as a result of this um, mean that he does begin that process of learning. But we've had quite a few questions over the past few weeks. I mean, what does this mean for Moise Keane? We've had it it from readers, we've had it from editors, we've had it from just about everyone, just even mates who, who support Everton. What does it mean for Moise Keane when he's doing this stuff? And you can go back now and you can chart a number of incidents. So you've you've got the thing we reported on where um, he was left out of the squad against Southampton because he'd slept in late. Again, that's not a malicious act in itself. He's just not set an alarm or the alarm's not gone off. Who knows? Um, and um, there have been those kind of various misdemeanors at certain stages. Marcel Brands, though, I think fought quite a lot to get him to Everton Football Club. And I don't mean fought as in there were contrasting opinions. I just mean he's been a big advocate for Moise Keane for quite a while now and obviously has a relationship with the agent, Mino Raiola. So lessons need to be learned, yes. Does that mean that Everton necessarily should sever ties with or will want to sever ties with Moise Keane? Well, I think that very much remains to be seen. It would be a huge surprise, really, to me. If Marcel Brands, after advocating the signing for, for a long period of time and after investing quite a lot of time and effort into Moise Keane, when you think back to the unveiling and Marcel giving the shirt to Moise's mom, um, doing all the groundwork to understand how, what makes the player tick, it'd be a huge surprise to me if Everton decide, well, he's, he's done these things now. That means that he's not going to be a part of our project moving forward. He's got a manager now in Carlo Ancelotti spoken positively about him before in the past speaks the language which I think helps in terms of communicating what he wants from players on the pitch Moise Keane let's not forget speaks English but isn't necessarily going to speak English in the way that Everton's British players do or some of Everton's British players do Um, so it's it's a process it's it's, going to be a process and I think Everton are right to take the action they did Moise Keane as, as you mentioned in the piece was right to take the steps he did in terms of apology. And I just hope now that Everton can draw a line under this because they've got a really exciting prospect who, if he learns both on and off the pitch, can be a really good striker for Everton Football Club and can go on to forge a successful career at the top level. The thought of having Richarlison, Moise Keane and Dominic Calvert-Lewin at Everton for years to come, all of them still young between the ages of 23 and 19 is a particularly exciting one. I don't. I, it's been a long time since Everton had a crop of strikers at, at that age that are quite as as promising as as this lot. So they're the, they're the future of Everton. You would hope, and I think brands will realise that. What they'll want to see now is that in month a couple of months' time, Moise Keane is not making yeah, more di- misdemeanours. That he's he's showing signs of maturation. Um, and fingers crossed he does because like I said I'm, I'm still quite excited by his talent No I think you're spot on there I think that there's there's def- definitely still um, an overwhelming desire to see his transfer work out, there's there's still patience um, 
I think inevitably it it starts out as an abundance of patience and, and it's going to be affected by more serious errors of judgment like this party. Um, he's yeah. been dealt with and I think going forward, um, there's still very much a belief, as you say, that he can quickly convert his potential into a player who can score goals in the Premier League, which is what Everton need and which is what they needed when he was signed by Marco Silva and arguably, well, not arguably, he definitively hasn't done that this season. He scored once. I, if I was a better man, I still would, would hope that he'll come out, um, he'll come out and prove to be a decent yeah. acquisition. But you know he's got to play his part off the field in that. So yeah, check that one out if you if you've not seen it yet. If you uh, don't subscribe and you're interested in reading about Keane, the survey or anything else we've discussed, we've got some really good pieces coming up early part of next week as well. You can still get our ninety days free offer. Give it a try and see what you think. You've got access to all the athletics content. That's uh, the UK football and the US stuff. Some brilliant if you're into US sports or into UFC. Honestly, if you want, if if like me and Baddy, that you're downtime away from work in lockdown, you want to fill it with reading or watching, then then we've got you. We've got you well and truly boxed off. Just go to theathletic.com forward slash Everton Pod, and that will direct you to sign up for ninety days free. That's the Athletic dot com forward slash Everton pod. Okay, thanks very much for listening and we will see you again next week.